In this episode, Agnes answers your questions about farming foibles, marketing mishaps, or personal predicaments. Email agnesanswers at gmail.com to receive audio advice from agriculture's agony aunt. Now, here's Agnes. There has been a question on the minds of many people who listened to the first episode of Agnes Answers. And of course, I want you to come to this podcast with lots of questions. Business questions, personal questions, whatever's on your mind. But this one is a different kind of question, so it'll be a bonus on top of the typical two questions per episode format. Who the heck is Agnes? (laughs) Well... I'm Agnes, and no, contrary to the name, I'm not a little old lady with white hair wearing a kitchen apron. Although I want you to know that's totally my goal. I would very much like to be a little old lady with white hair someday. But so far, I've only made it to my 30s. I've got some life experience behind me, some professional experience behind me, not as much as others, but enough to give this a try. I'm definitely a farmer driving tractors and rustling slimy little baby calves and the whole deal. I'm literally wearing, at this very moment, denim bib overalls stained by Baylor grease. I've got a background in financially stuff and math stuff, but I have to admit that I don't have any actual training in psychiatry or anything like that. What I do seem to have, I guess, is just one of those faces that tells complete strangers you can approach this woman and tell her all about your problems. The other day I was in a McDonald's uh, drive-thru and the woman taking my card gave me like a 10-minute soliloquy on her alcoholic father and how they were estranged and then united. And that was lovely, really. I mean, there was there was nobody behind me. I was happy to listen. Um, to paraphrase Nico Case, the most tender place in my heart is for strangers. And I'm happy to listen and address your questions and predicaments. I honestly am. If I have one superpower, it's the ability to listen to people without judgment. To enter a conversation with just about anybody and see them as they see themselves. So I can sympathize with whatever you've got going on. Please do send your questions to agnesanswers at gmail.com. Agnes is A-G-N-E-S. That's agnesanswers at gmail.com. Ideally, uh, by recording an audio file, you can just use an app on your phone to record yourself talking and then send that file by email so that we can hear your real voice. But you can totally remain anonymous if you want. I mean, heck, I am. I'm anonymous. Agnes isn't my real name. And I honestly don't think it would be helpful for listeners and advice seekers to think too hard about my real name or my real identity. I think it would just muddy everything up, and you'd spend the whole episode thinking about, oh, so-and-so, she doesn't know anything. But as Agnes, I'm just Agnes, the Agricultural Advice Podcast person. I think it's easier to ask Santa Claus for the things you really want than it is to ask your own parents, right? And hopefully you can approach Agnes in that same way. Think of me as your advice-giving fairy godmother. (music) 
Okay, we've got a couple advice seekers uh, for this episode who came in that very spirit of approaching Aunt Agnes with the, the, the deepest problems of their heart. And in fact, both of these questions in this episode do deal with some big things, some big life choices. Uh, one of them will be about the perils of rural dating. So look forward to that. And the first question is going to be about the perils of choosing a career. Dear Agnes, my 18-year-old son is a senior in high school and wants to work in commodities trading or in the agribusiness sector. He has been accepted to many colleges, but he has to choose a college and, more importantly, a major. Would a degree in agribusiness or ag economics be the best way to gain employment in the sector? Or would a more traditional finance, economics, or business degree with a minor in ag be the best way to go? We live in Indiana and he has been accepted to public universities there. Signed, Proud Ag Dad. Okay, I've got my own ideas because I know what I did. You know, I got a general degree, a general mathematics-related degree, and then I did get into the agriculture industry, and so that how that's that's how it worked out for me. Um, so that's you know that's what that's the advice people always give, right? Is oh, this you should do what I did. But anyway, I I got to thinking that we don't have to just use my experience. We could call my dear friend Carrie Sullivan, and she is an honest to god talent acquisition specialist in the agricultural space. She specializes in college recruiting of commodity merchandisers. She is exactly the kind of person that proud ag dad's son is going to want to talk to when he gets out of college to get this job as a commodity trader. Um, So I called my friend Carrie Sullivan, the recruiter, and she said that she is looking for raw talent and personalities and the inner drive to be, you know, a, a commodity trader. My friends who have gotten into commodity merchandising and have been really, really successful at it and stuck with it did not have an ag degree. So on this topic uh, of what proud ag dad's son should do as he's facing his choices of of picking a major at school, Carrie started by saying that, you know, perhaps if the the kid was going to go to a school with a a really well-known business program, for instance, then he should pursue that. And then in addition, uh, maybe pursue some additional agricultural coursework. And that would indicate to future employers that he has a passion for the industry. So if there's an agricultural program, you should be able to take some credits within that program. Yeah. And this, I would imagine, is going to give you like a connection with some ag professors who then could point you in the direction of various companies that might be recruiting or get internships at that sort of thing. Is that is that the benefit of taking some of these ag classes? Yes. But I will say that a lot of the big companies are getting into commodities because they have the supply chain to back it up. And the bigger companies probably aren't spending a lot of time in the ag schools. They might have some connections, but they're spending a lot of time at the business schools. Another argument in favor of a more general degree or a broad base of education is the matter of logistics. From my experience, what's lacking and what really slows down a commodity trader is that they didn't have understanding of logistics and supply chain. So I think there's some really good schools where the supply chain program, it's popping up all over and it's being absorbed into the business school. So 
for example, at Arkansas, the alphabet begins with W because of Walmart. <laughs> so Walmart has a huge logistics deal. Her top school to recruit from is University of Arkansas because it's right in their backyard. So they're pumping a lot of money into University of Arkansas. But University of Arkansas also has a really great agricultural commodity program. Yes, as we learned, the University of Arkansas does have a very good uh, agricultural economics program. We learned that in episode one of the Agnes Answers podcast with Dr. Andrew McKenzie. Um, I just want to promise to you all that this podcast is not sponsored by the University of Arkansas. It's just worked out that way. Anyway, my argument for pursuing maybe a more general accounting or finance or maybe even an engineering degree or a business degree um, That was kind of also based on my impressions of the changing nature of what an 18-year-old person might want. You know, what they think they want to do for the rest of their life now might drastically change over the four years of a college education when you're in different clubs and meeting different people and being exposed to different things in different industries that you never knew or never thought about while you were growing up. Um, And Carrie's got some ideas along that same lines, too. And also in the market today... Ag companies are struggling, so they're probably not hiring in the numbers that they used to be. That's right. You don't know what's going to happen four years down the road. If there is a, usually, well, when I got into agriculture, it was in 2008 during the recession, and we couldn't hire enough because our business was doing so well, because agriculture historically does better during recession Yeah, holds up and is resilient. Yeah. So I confirmed with Carrie that as a recruiter, she never discriminated against someone who didn't have an ag degree, but she always did consider an ag background or ag classes to be helpful. Ag classes would have been helpful. So actually, in my experience, a lot of our business was doing it directly with the farmer. We focused on ag schools because we needed to fill more roles in rural environments. But our bigger bigger businesses that were doing global trading and let's see, I want to say can't really say more in the office trading, but individuals who were managing a different part of the supply chain, more the middle of the supply chain, didn't always have that ag degree. We gave them the experience at the elevator so they would get some experience with what the culture was. But they had business degrees, finance degrees. Finance really was a big degree that worked well with commodity merchandising. Well, proud ag dad's son, you know, grew up on a farm, so he definitely already has that culture piece. But the culture piece is not going to be a guarantee that he's going to have entry into the job that he wants. It's really it's really beneficial to understand how markets move and it kind of takes a special brain to put together the puzzle. In a way I feel nowadays, this is kind of a, might be a faux pas, but your college degree and your GPA is kind of secondary to your experience and your ability to go out and find an opportunity such as an internship or a job shadow, show your passion for the industry and get your foot in the way in the door that way. I think 
ultimately, whatever proud ag dad's son chooses to pursue in college, you know, he's likely going to end up well. He's likely going to be well prepared if he continues to want this career as a commodity merchandiser. He's already demonstrated that he has knowledge of agriculture just by being a farm kid. Being a farm kid says a lot, I think, uh, to the business world. And of course, a demonstrated passion for agriculture. So just again, thank you to Carrie Sullivan, ag recruiter extraordinaire. Uh, Coming up next on the Agnes Answers podcast is, uh, well, just kind of a phone chat between two single gals out here farming. Well, hello. Hello, is this Jenny? Yes, it is. Okay, here with us this week to answer our personal predicaments question is Jenny Sauer. And I came across Jenny Sauer on Twitter. She is at The Witty Farmer. And folks, she's a beautiful person inside and out. And I know I'm saying that like I know her, and I don't really know her except from on Twitter. But I like the way that she represents farmers come in all shapes and sizes and flavors and varieties. So thank you, Jenny, for doing that. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So how would you introduce yourself? You said you're a farmer and you're in Illinois, I think. Yes. So I am a farmer. I have lived in a lot of different cities across the U.S. and done different things. But I moved back home for good to help my dad farm because nobody else is taking over. And I've done it all my life. And but, well, that was a good time. And it's just my dad. So, uh, yeah, my dad and I work pretty well together. and I. Farm all the time. <laughs> well, Jenny, that is a, a story that I know. <laughs> Boy, do I hear you on that one. Um, anyway, uh, okay, so the question this week is about online dating and specifically how it relates to farmers. So I'm, I'll just play the question here real quick for us. Dear Agnes, I'm not a farmer, but I do live in a really rural area. I know literally every human being within a 20-mile radius of my house. And although technically some of them are single males, they aren't what I would consider dateable for various reasons, age, temperament, etc. Nevertheless, I want to meet somebody. A long-distance relationship would be fine, considering that I'm stuck out here in the boonies. I'm thinking of finally taking the plunge and using a dating app, or a website, to meet guys. My concerns are that most of the apps seem to be based on geography. And like I mentioned, my geography isn't a target-rich environment. Plus, I'm worried about creeps and serial killers. (laughs) What about FarmersOnly.com? Do you know if they actually screen out farmers like me? Or is the selection of guys limited to just farmers? And do especially creepy people get drawn to this rural demographic? Like people who can't function in a regular human society? Do you think I should go for it? Anyways, signed, Dating Desert. Okay, Jenny, what do you think we should tell Dating Desert? Well, Dating Desert, I have been in the exact same situation. So uh, the town that I'm from has 1,800 people. And I never dated anybody from my town because I basically grew up with them since kindergarten. So they're kind of like brothers. And it just didn't make any sense. So I branched out, moved out to a lot of different places. And I can tell you 
go on farmers only. And based upon my experience in Los Angeles, I was on Match.com. The only reason I got on Match.com out in Los Angeles was because I didn't know anybody. Granted, I'm sure the guys that I went on dates with were slightly annoyed because I wasn't exactly looking to date. I was just looking to meet some people. And it worked out the best. However, <laughs> Los Angeles is full of a lot of uh, very odd individuals anyway. But um, there is a larger concentration of creeps on match. And the nice thing about Farmers Only now, which I've only been on Farmers Only for about maybe three weeks or so. Okay, let me clarify. You're saying there's a larger concentration of creeps on Match than on FarmersOnly.com? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, sorry. And um, so on Farmers Only, what I have found that most of the guys on there, I would say 90%, seem to be very honest. So the pictures that they have on there, <laughs> they're not oh. posing. <laughs> yeah, it's not like this game where you're trying to, yeah, like uh, get your Tinder score up or whatever. Yes. And see, I I haven't even done Tinder, but it's not about just how you look. Mm-hmm. And the thing with farmers only is that not everybody is a farmer. So screening, I have no idea if they okay, actually so not that. Not everybody is a farmer. It's just people that are no. maybe attracted to this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you already know going into it that most of these guys are, we'll just say mechanically inclined. That's probably a better way to put it. So they know how to drive heavy machinery, whether or not they own a farm or farm. I don't know, but they have the idea of, hey, I can probably, you know, change your tire. Right. Instead of having to call someone. And in Dating (laughs) Desert's case, that they wouldn't, that they wouldn't look, they wouldn't look unfavorably on the fact that she lives out in a rural area. That might be something that would work out. No, and so what works in her favor is that guys, well, and like myself, who actually do live on a farm, we're not moving. Right. So I made it very clear on my profile, I'm not moving because I can't move my land somewhere else. And that's the problem. So actually finding someone who's willing to be the flexible one and move to you, that's the hard part. And so since she is actually looking for someone in long distance, she would have an easier time because she's the flexible one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, this is good. This is very helpful. You're answering exactly her questions. And then the other yeah. one, uh, well, yeah, whether or not it's farmers or not, but just uh, oh, the geographical thing, because I'll tell you, my only experience with dating apps was a brief stint on Bumble. And yeah, I live out in a rural area and it was definitely like just the neighbor kids. And it's like, well, no, this isn't going to work because it's based (laughs) geographically, right? Like it just shows you the people within a certain range. Now, does Farmers Only give you an option to search just a certain geographical area or you can go elsewhere? Well, I've received emails and likes from all over the U.S. Okay. So I haven't actually just sat down and done a search. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I really haven't had time to just do that. And I've it's kind of been um, overwhelming mm. at first. I can imagine. And it was, I mean, it, it's very flattering and it's very nice. And I'm sure a lot of these guys are very nice people. 
because the kind of guys that have emailed me, they're like the guys that I know from my town. And they're mm-hmm. big guys and they're wearing bib overalls and everything else. <laughs> I'm sure they're very, very nice. But, you know, I, I need just a little bit. Well, you just keep look, looking for the diamond in the rough, yeah. But you're 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 on to this point that Dating Desert made too here about the creeps and serial killers. <laughs> like you were saying oh, that you've yeah. come across uh, nice people, which is good. But what about this idea that like the the bachelor farmer is kind of a creepy stereotype in society? And I think of like this past summer when the girl in Iowa went missing, and for a brief time they were looking at this local farmer, and it just felt and I hate saying this because Jenny I'm an old creepy bachelor farmer you know like I shouldn't be perpetuating this stereotype but do you think that stereotype um, exists in popular imagination for a reason like is there a greater concentration of creeps and weirdos among the farming population actually I've never heard of that stereotype (laughs) Uh, usually whatever I hear of as a farmer is very pleasant and decent yeah uh not like a you know don't really (laughs) well hmm. not really big daters i guess they kind of they're very loyal and they find one and that's what they stick with kind of thing that's true you don't get the sense of like a casanova yeah no and if they do you probably don't want to be with somebody like that anyway but my suggestion is watch Discovery ID. <laughs> if you watch that channel, you will know everything to look for because there are creeps everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, dumb people. They're everywhere. And you just have to be focused and aware and see the signs and listen. <laughs> listen to your conscience. There are so many women out there that they exude desperation. Yeah. You should not be desperate to have somebody because the creeps and the guys that are serial killers, they can smell it. They can Mm. tell if you definitely need to be with somebody and they'll pounce on it and take advantage. But you know if something doesn't feel right. Yeah. You just have to listen to it instead of making an excuse to, oh, well, you know, it's okay. Maybe it'll work. Maybe, well, no. If you feel funny and it doesn't feel right, you got to get out of it. It's better to be alone. And with somebody who's crazy. Yeah. No, and that's very good advice. And it's good advice coming from you because you are a farmer, which I think, you know, you're obviously a demonstrated self-sufficient human being who can take care of not only yourself, but of animals and land. And I think that this is a very powerful thing coming from you. And we're really lucky that you came on the podcast to talk about it because, well, like I mentioned when I asked you, I I didn't know who else to ask about what's really on FarmersOnly.com. So thank you for being willing to share your experience. Well, and that's perfectly fine. And I would much rather see everyone have a good time and not have horrible experiences because so the, I did write a book snickering out loud about my dating experiences, mostly about in L.A., And it's humor-based, but there are some very serious situations in there. But I try to make them funny and try to see the light, more positive side. And there is a very positive side to dating. You just have to listen. And whatever's going on in your gut, whatever that feeling is, follow it. Yeah. That's probably the best advice that I can give because so many women are very emotional 
and think with their emotions rather than logic. Well, yeah. And and I think that this scenario that Dating Desert presented, that could be a scenario for many male farmers, too, is that they're out in a rural area and are trying to find somebody. So they, too, should be listening to their to their guts for sure. But that was Snickering Out Loud by Jenny Sauer. That's yes. the book? Yes. Okay. Book, and I am actually currently recording the audio version. So. Oh, man, that's hard work. You gotta keep your keep keep hydrated, right? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, quite a few plastic bottles next to my <laughs> closet. So, uh, but I mean, the same goes for men. There are crazy women. It yeah. is not just crazy men and farmers. For the most part, I can tell you because I grew up around them and I am one now. It just they are very decent for the most part. And if there's a creepy one, yeah. I think you'll yeah. pick up on that. <laughs> I agree with you there. Okay, so folks who are listening can can get Jenny's book, that's Snickering Out Loud, or they can find you on Twitter, right, which is where I came across you. It's, you're at The yeah. Witty Farmer. The yeah. Witty Farmer. And the website, too, is thewittyfarmer.com, and you've got all kinds of great T-shirts and stuff up there, like the kind of things that people would really want to wear. Yeah, well, I was kind of surprising how that all started. Actually, it's only been in production for maybe about three months. So it started October 1st. I made a GMO survivor shirt. I was just playing <laughs> upon people that don't like GMOs. Now I grow GMOs. And we've all survived, yes. <laughs> yes, it's not going to kill you and whatever else. But So that's what happened in all the farmers on Twitter, which I will say a lot of male farmers are very, very nice. I've not had any big issues on there. Good. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Folks, that has been Jenny Sauer reminding us that most farmers are decent people. So it's okay to get yourself out there and and see what's out there in the online dating world. Thank you, Jenny. Jenny's on Twitter at The Witty Farmer. Thank you also to our first guest, who was Carrie Sullivan. Thank you also to Brandon McDermott for doing the voice intro for the Agnes Answers podcast. That's what you've been listening to here. And remember, you can ask your questions to Agnes. All you have to do is email agnesanswers at gmail.com. Ideally, you'd uh, do a little voice recording of your own voice and send that in. Just email that file to agnesanswers at gmail.com. And take good care of yourself. Until next time.